Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. Hello, and welcome to the In Focus podcast from the Washington Research Council. Uh, this is Mary Strau. I'm joined by my colleagues today, Emily Makings and Chris Showbloom. Um, we're going to cover a variety of topics today, starting with Emily, who's going to be talking about the uh, continued fallout from passage of Initiative 1366. Emily, take it away. Yes, so 1366 did um, pass. Right now it's sitting at 51.5% to 48.5% statewide. But at this point, it's really impossible to say what will happen. Um, there's, unlike a lot of initiatives that are pretty clear-cut, this one has a number of um, different possible outcomes. Um, under the initiative, of course, the sales tax will drop by 1% on April 15th unless um, an amend- a constitutional amendment is referred to voters that would require a two-thirds majority to increase any taxes. So there are a number of options for legislatures, legislators at this point. They can refer. They can actually go ahead and refer the, such an amendment. But this, under the constitutional amendment process, this would re- require a two-thirds vote of the legislature, and uh, or they could allow the sales tax reduction to uh, occur, and then they would have to either cut services or raise other taxes to make up the difference. And um, we're talking about real money here. It's about 1.6 billion dollars in 2015-17, the current biennium. It would be um, lost if the sales tax reduction takes place. Um, a third option is to uh, change the initiative so that they don't have to do either of those two things. Um, but that would also require a two-thirds vote of the legislature. And then uh, lastly, the courts could declare it is unconstitutional. The Superior Court um, in King County, uh, King County Superior Court judge uh, thought it was unconstitutional, um, People had, brought, uh, had challenged the initiative uh, prior to it being placed on the ballot on the grounds that it um, was unconstitutional. And um, the Superior Court judge said, um, yes, I think it's probably unconstitutional, but I'm going to allow it to go forward onto the ballot because um, typically ballots are allowed or measures are allowed to go on the ballot unless there's... Um, it's extremely clear that they cannot ever be, um, cannot ever go into effect, for example, if they try to change federal law. So typically, um, ballot measures do go towards to the, to the voters, and then they're challenged after, after the fact. Um, and the Supreme Court also said, yes, we're going to allow this to go on the ballot. Um, they released an opinion discussing their, their reasoning for doing that, just uh, last week, and they didn't really tip their hand as to whether um, they think that the initiative itself is constitutional, but they did make it um, very explicit that the initiative itself is very unclear as to its main purpose, and um, so who knows what will happen there, but it will be, I mean, it's going to be challenged um, on possibly on several grounds, like that it... Um, goes against the single subject rule, um, and then the requirement that amendments must initiate in the legislature, not uh, via the initiative power. Um, so there's a lot uh, up in the air on this, and it's hard to say how quickly it will all move. 
there only a few months until the legislature is back in session, and then there's only a few more months after that until the deadline in April. Uh, so that's where we are, which really is very unclear, as with everything about this. Yeah, no kidding. There's hardly anything that is clear. Uh, it'll also be interesting to see... Um, just how this plays out politically. I mean, there's already so much going on. There's some angst amongst different legislators about the Supreme Court with regards to McCleary and charter schools. And then, I, I don't know, it'll, it'll just be adding this to the mix right. on top of everything. It's going to be, as always, very interesting with our legislature. Yes. Good. All right. Well, Emily, thank you very much uh, for that update. Um Chris, we're going to go next to you with some forecast numbers, right? Well, actually, um, what we have uh, to talk about initially is the uh, <coughs> monthly collections report. Oh, gotcha! Yeah, that came out um, last week um, for the um, October 11th to November 10th collection period. Um, the amount of money that came in uh, to the general fund was $16.1 million greater than had been forecasted, um, and uh, which is a, is a little over 1% above, the, uh, above the, the number that was in the forecast. Uh, this follows a, a month in which the um, um, revenue had come in uh, 27.8 million above the, the amount forecasted. Um, of the, in, in that prior month, uh, uh, 6.1 million of that positive variance was due to uh, uh, an audit payment, uh, which are generally just not forecasted. So, uh, but even taking that out, there's uh, 21.7 million in which the, the ongoing revenue stream came in for more than facts. So this would appear to set us up for another. Um, 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 uh, upward revision to the revenue forecast. Uh, on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, we get two new pieces of news. Um, uh, first, we'll we'll get the uh, um, October employment report, uh, estimate of number of jobs in the in the um, uh, in the state in the middle of October, um, and, and then uh, we will get, uh, and that should come out, I expect, in the morning, and then in the afternoon, we'll get the adoption of a new uh, revenue forecast. Um, I, I expect with the uh, with the positive uh, the fact that the last two months the revenues come in above forecast that we ought to see uh, an upward revision to the to the uh, revenue forecast general fund revenue forecast at that point. The um, this November forecast is the forecast that the governor uses in writing a supplemental budget. Um, so it's a it's a, a semi important. Forecast, mm -hmm. uh, For sure. and then then the next forecast in February is the really really important one, uh, which is the forecast that the legislature uses in writing a supplemental budget. Okay. Um, so, um, uh, but 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 also I think the the interesting other uh, I think the the employment news that's coming out on Wednesday maybe as interesting maybe more interesting. Uh, you recall that the uh, the the the, the uh, most recent federal number that came out, national number, was really a, quite a blowout. And now mm -hmm. we're going to see if the state uh, um, shared that uh, um, that good news. Um, and, and a couple of other things that that I will be looking at is uh, one in particular is construction. Uh, last time there yes. was uh, some interesting things that were happening in construction, particularly in the Seattle metro area. Mm -hmm. um, 
does that kind of that we appear to be at a peak and and turning down does that continue or not uh, always the possibility that what we're looking at is just noise in the data this is a based mm -hmm. on a survey and construction with um, you know, contractors going in and out of business for particular jobs right. um, can can lead you to some 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 anomalies that ultimately are washed away when we get a full count of the number of jobs. Um, uh, the other thing that's you know that I think is worry, worry that's worth worrying about at this time, though I'm not sure it's worrisome, um, is the um, uh, is it's what's happening in the national economy. You know, those mm. news is there have been some hints of of a bit of a slowdown. Port traffic that's is right. down, and uh, you're seeing some une um, uh, numbers on manufacturing that are not too attractive in mm -hmm. some states. Um, and we're uh, just looking at the uh, you know we're, we're on the verge of a of the first increase in interest rates we've had in quite a while and seeing how that all plays out. So it's a, it's a time where, um, you know, the, I, I think the economy is still on, on um, solid footing, but you know, the, what happen, tends to happen when, when things turn down, yeah, you actually don't find out uh, that, the, the, that a downturn has, ha, has come uh, until about six months after it's happened. Right. Yeah. So, uh, well, and this, it'll be an interesting timing too, because the legislators, at least on the state level, um, will be back in Olympia for their, what they call their committee assembly days, which yes. happen, uh, every year in November. Um, so with those numbers coming out and then them starting to sort of gear up again towards, for the 2016, uh, session, um, We'll see, you know, we'll see more of a renewed focus on, okay, how much money are we dealing with? What are we going to spend it on? I know that wildfires Yes, I mean, wildfire, wildfires is a, sort of almost, uh, is a must-do at this Absolutely. point. You know, Absolutely. Yeah. You've actually incurred those expenses, and it's just stepping up and paying for mm -hmm. them. Um, and then you've got, but you also have McClary hanging over oh, yeah. uh, their heads. And it, it may be that what you want to do is, some legislators, legislators undoubtedly will want to simply bank any good money that any money that's coming in mm. and saving it to use to try and deal with the next step in the in the solution to McCleary. Absolutely. Because they've got a a lot of expensive parts of McCleary left to pay for. Yes. And to figure out. That probably won't happen uh in twenty sixteen since it is just a supplemental budget. Yeah and, I, and, and and the real what they're facing from the court is a mandate to hit a certain funding level mm -hmm. in 2018. Exactly. And on some of this, it's just you know throwing extra money at, at education now mm -hmm. um, actually takes resources away that could be used in 2018 to hit the hit the targets. Yeah. So that's a good point. And then they, I've, I imagine, preying on everyone's mind is, well, what if there is a slowdown? Yes. And we don't have the revenues coming in that we thought we did, and we've got this huge bill coming due. Yes. So yes. that's always a, I guess it's a perennial concern um, for legislators everywhere. But in this case, it's rather at, what, an estimated three, three and a half billion dollars per biennium. That's yeah, pretty that's major. It's it's a, a number of years of regular growth in the uh, in in the state tax revenue stream that's necessary to pick us up that mm -hmm. much. Mm -hmm. All right, good. Well, thank you, Chris, for that. Um, I'm going to close out today's episode by just mentioning briefly um, an op-ed that appeared in the Seattle Times uh, this past weekend by former uh, State Attorney General Rob McKenna. 
he spoke about uh, he wrote about the Common Core, um, and he cho- the headline was setting the record straight on Common Core and student data. He addresses um, some of the concerns he believes unfounded concerns that have arisen over what type of um, lack of privacy of student data will happen under the Common Core. He says that's we really don't need to worry about it. Uh, quote, student data provide important insight that empowers educators to identify learning needs, home instruction, and support children's development. Um, and then he addresses the false claims meant to turn public opinion against reforms happening in our schools um, and goes on to say that he, you know, he heard all of these claims about the Common Core standards and how they would uh, compromise student privacy he said he read them for himself, and they uh, there's no mention of data collection mandates. He says that uh, Common Core has no impact on how states and schools collect and use student data. If a state were to repeal Common Core tomorrow, he writes, no changes would be made to schools' data privacy protocols. Um, he, he goes on to say that the standards do nothing more then establish rigorous learning goals at each grade level that ensure all public school children are held to levels that prepare them for higher levels of learning and ultimately for a college um, or a career. Um, uh, He also addresses the concerns about this being a top-down structure. He says that Common Core state standards keep control where it belongs at the state and local level by setting high comparable learning goals and letting teachers and school boards decide how to achieve them. Common Core ensures what is taught in our schools remains in the hands of those closest to the classroom. Uh, And he says when student data are used appropriately, they serve to improve education and close achievement gaps. So he makes a lot of really good points. Um, But with all of the... um, there's a lot of rhetoric and probably a lot of when you have, uh, I won't say conspiracy theories, but when you have so much misinformation going around about something, it can be hard once the cat is let out of the bag um, to counter that. But I think I think uh, Rob McKenna did a good job. And I think, um, you know, who knows? I think with so, as more information hopefully gets out there. Um, that some of the concerns will be addressed. Um, but again, I mean, this is, it's such a huge issue, and um, there's so many strange political bedfellows in this, both for and against, that it's kind of a, a mystery as to how it will work out. Um, we've done, in the past, we've done some podcasts on Common Core, and I think um, this is an issue that bears more um, discussion and certainly looking at the facts as opposed to the rhetorics or the claims that are out there and really delve into what Common Core actually means. Um, so that'll do it for us. This is the November 16th edition of the In Focus podcast. Thank you, Chris, and thank you, Emily. Thank you to our listeners, and we will talk to you next week. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.